Last spring, we expanded our family. We went from a family of four to a family of five. Our girls had wanted a dog for a long time, and Andrea and I had just decided we're going to open up our hearts a little bit to open up our home to a dog if we could find the right dog, the right size, the right temperament, all of that. If one came along who was just right, right price, we would think about it. We wouldn't automatically say yes, but we wouldn't, like we had done the last five years, automatically say no. That Saturday, we were driving around, and we drove to one of our Amish friend's house to buy some farm-fresh eggs, and this is before eggs costs more than a midsize, but our friends were out. So on the way home, we were looking for any handmade sign that would tell us there was another farm or another family who were selling eggs. And I, we saw a handmade sign, so I pulled up our car to this modest white house out in the country. Then a whole kennel full of dogs seemed to run toward our car. One of them was especially adorable. He looked a little bit like a fox. We even commented, like, look at that cute little guy. He looks like a fox. So the family came out and we told them we were there to buy some eggs. And about that time, the lady of the house told us that she has been wanting to sell one of her many dogs. We didn't say a thing to her about the dogs. She opened up that conversation. And we thought, really? And so we asked her, okay, well, which one? And she said, oh, that one right there now. And she pointed toward the little fox lookalike dog. And I said, okay, how much? And she said, $100, sold. <laughs> We're going to be dog parents again. Out of all those furry friends, the one we thought was the cutest and the one we liked the most was the one she wanted to sell. We found out later because he was getting into the sheep. Five years and a fair amount of therapy had helped us to heal from the trauma of our last furry fiend. We were ready to give dog parenting another try. But before we brought Bingo home, we needed a bed for him. We needed food for him. We needed a leash for him. We needed toys for him. We went to the store to buy all the stuff he needed to call our home his home before we brought him home to our home. That's exactly what God did in creation. Before he created a whale or a seal, he created the waters, divided them from the heavens, called them seas, and made a place for them before placing them. Before he created the first oak tree or rose bush, he created the earth, separated it from the seas, and made a place for them before placing them in that place. In God's wisdom, God created a space for each creature in creation before he created the creatures. A good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry. I'm your host, and you're listening to Fearfully and Wonderfully Made on Simplify. By this point of the story, we come to the fourth day. God is almost finished. On day four, God created the sun and the moon to give us exactly what we need to survive and to mark day and night for us. All through that creative week, God was thinking about us. Day five, God created everything in the sky and in the water. And now we come to day six, God's crowning creative day. You can hear the theme music in the background as God starts rubbing his hands together. Then God said, Let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the year, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 
So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And one chapter later, we read the how to the what. Everything else God spoke said it was good. And yet us, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. It's a short verse. God reached into the dust he created and he formed us from the dust. Then he breathed into us and we became alive. We're the only creation God created by forming. Spoke everything else into being, but he formed us and he formed us in his own image. We were created to reflect the glory of God. We are the apple of his eye. But have you ever stopped and really thought about what he did when he formed us? He reached into dirt, he fashioned us, and he created 60,000 miles of arteries, capillaries, veins to FedEx blood all throughout the body where and when it needs to go. Lay all those blood vessels out and they would wrap around the earth twice. The heart pumps that blood as it beats every day a hundred thousand times without needing one reminder from your phone. God created 206 bones all connected to one another to give us strength and stability. And then he gave us a 45-mile network of nerves that run like highways through the bones in the body, sending messages to the brain at 170 miles per hour. Messages that say, don't pick up that casserole dish if you don't have a potholder. Speaking of the brain, it's only three pounds and it stops growing at age 18. <laughs> that explains a little, doesn't it? But guys, science tells us our brain is up to 10% larger than the lady's brain. Feeling pretty good about yourself, aren't you? Feeling like you're being set up, aren't you? Their brain has more nerve cells and connectors, which makes it work better, more efficient, more effective than ours. Go ahead, ladies, you can exult. Your smaller brain works better than our mega mind. The brain produces around 70,000 thoughts every day, some a little more, some a little less. But the brain does need some downtime, which is one reason we blink 15 to 20 times every minute. Every time we blink, we give our brain a little nap and our eyes a little shower. Ladies, gentlemen, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God did all that when he reached into dust and breathed into us. Now, I'm an Android guy, and I know I probably just lost 60% of my listeners with that statement. But I know you iPhone users out there, I can see the statistics. I know most of you listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Apple Music. And if you iPhone users, if you have the latest and the greatest, you might even be listening to this episode on your sparkling new iPhone 13. That little beauty took years and took hundreds of people to design and build the latest and greatest iPhone. And the very best we have to offer in 2023 is a 12 megapixel camera. And it's beautiful. But the human eye, God designed at 576 megapixels. It doesn't matter how new or how fast your phone is. If you start to record video and then you move it fast side to side, you'll get a blur. The very best you'll get is a blur, but shake your head as fast as you can possibly stand it. And somehow everything still stays in sharp, crisp resolution. And I can already picture there are people right now doing that just to see if I'm telling you the truth. Now, even if it took five people 800 years to design the iPhone, it was still designed. All the 200-plus pieces and parts for the camera alone laying on a table will not build themselves. You could even turn on a fan so the pieces moved around for 800 years. They would not build themselves into a 12-megapixel camera. You might believe we were created by design, or we came about by chance. 
Either way, it takes faith, not just science. And I suggest it takes far more faith to believe we're the result of chance chaos rather than the result of beautiful, intentional design, which is why I place my faith in the Word of God and the God of that Word to see that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, a few years ago, I was working on the hospitality room at our church. We were trying to get some water to it so we can make sure the coffee maker had plenty of water to make plenty of coffee. And I was up in the attic. I was running a water line. But I was walking head down, had my Braves hat on over my eyes. I was laser focused on making sure I stepped on the boards below me and would not step through the ceiling. So laser focused on those boards below me, I did not notice the massive metal eye beam that was pointed right at me, right in front of me. This is where my less efficient megamind kicked in. I walked right into the I-beam. I T-boned into the I-beam, and I crumbled on the board below me. I grabbed my forehead. It was covered in blood. So many highways of veins run just behind our face. It looks like the L.A. highway system. When I collided into that massive metal I-beam, those highways closed down for construction and just spit blood everywhere. I don't know how long I was down, but my pastor started wondering where I was and where that water line was, so he poked his head through the ceiling and he saw me lying there bleeding. But somehow, even though I was bleeding, I'm still alive. Because as soon as I started bleeding, my body banded together and formed a blood clot on my forehead to keep me from bleeding out. The lovely whisked me off to the ER for seven staples. You see, if the blood doesn't clot, I die. If the blood clots in the wrong place, I die. If it clots at the wrong time, I die. If it clots too much, I die. If it clots too little, I die. But here I am. I'm still pumping out podcast episodes because the body fought for me, defended me, clotted. So I would not have to die just like God designed it. We are truly, fearfully, and wonderfully made. And I am truly banned from working in the attic. And that doesn't even touch the wonder and the design of our DNA or how unique our fingerprints are or how it takes 200 muscles working together just to take one single step. All of that is packed tightly within one simple sentence. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. The next episode, we'll learn how everything that was so right went so wrong. And everything started off hunky-dory, so where in the world did hunky-dory go? We'll hear about that next week, but here's where biology and theology join hands and sing their duet. God made us, and since sin wrecked the world, God is remaking us. We've been created, and we're walking around blinking and thinking, but God is still remaking us. It only took him a moment to reach into dust and form us from the dust. But here's the miracle I have seen time and time again, and I will see it time and time again Again, it only takes him a moment to reach into a sinner's heart, remove all sin, fill them with his spirit, and remake us just as he created us. Thank God, by his spirit, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and by his spirit, we are fearfully and wonderfully remade. Would you pray with me right now? I want to pray that God would increase your faith we live in a society, certainly, where it is believed that we came about through chance chaos or evolution, but we truly are fearfully and wonderfully made, and maybe you have wrecked your life. Maybe you've made decisions that has caused your life to fall apart. I want to pray that God would help remake you and that what he did for you in the very beginning, he would do for you again, but this time 
spiritually. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I thank you today. God, increase our faith. You have been so good to us. You have made us, created us. I pray, Lord, that you would recreate us. Build up our faith to trust you that you have done all things well and that you do all things well. I pray you administer all those who are hearing and listening to this podcast. God, I pray that you would help them if their lives have been wrecked, if sin has wrecked their lives, that you would remake them, recreate them, just as you designed them to be in the beginning. You would do it again, God. Regenerate them and do for them spiritually what you've already done physically. Breathe into them and minister to them and remake them. I pray this today and thank you for your mercy and grace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much, Simplify listeners. I hope this episode has built up your faith and been a blessing to you. Be sure to click subscribe or share or the like button or the follow button or the heart button or the bell button. However, you don't miss an episode and nobody you care about has to miss one either. Got a couple resources I'd love for you to check out. One is called Simplify, aptly named. It's the devotional that launched this podcast. The other one is called 10 Words, a practical look at the Ten Commandments. Both of those are available at PentecostalPublishing.com in print. And you can get those at Amazon if you prefer that for Kindle, or you can listen to 10 Words on Audible. But I would tell you that if you get it from Pentecostal Publishing to save you some money, type in Simplify, uh, the promo code, and it'll save you 10%. If you've not used it before, it'll save you 10% off your entire order at PentecostalPublishing.com. If you live in the Mount Vernon, Ohio area, Knox County, Ohio area, you can pick up Simplify and 10 Words. Both of those, they are signed and they are at our charming bookstore paragraphs at the corner of South Main and East Ohio Avenue. Some of you may know that my family and I are moving toward the St. Louis area for a ministry opportunity here in St. Louis, but even though we will be gone, Simplify and 10 Words will still be there. They still want to continue to carry those and... For those of you who have been asking about another book, one is in the works. It's at the editor now. It is a book on the Beatitudes. It's after the style of 10 words, but it covers the Beatitudes as Jesus taught them in Matthew 5, and I hope that will be a blessing to you once it is released. Next week, we continue walking through this journey in Genesis, and we are going to hear an episode called Adam, Eve, a Tree, and a Choice. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.